Welcome to the Faithful Vegan Podcast, where we bring faith to your kitchen table. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and join us on an amazing journey inside the wonderful world of veganism. And take part in the discussion of food and faith while receiving tips and tools on how to maintain a plant-based diet long-term. Our goal on The Faithful Vegan is to inspire you to live your healthiest life, both spiritually and physically, so that you can complete your God-given mission on Earth. Now let's get into the show with your host, Cersei Blue. Hi, welcome to The Faithful Vegan. I'm your host, Cersei Blue. I am so excited. This is podcast number one for The Faithful Vegan, and I am looking forward to doing so much more in the future. Hip, hip, hooray. Our topic today is titled Staying on Track in a Non-Vegan World, How to Make a Plant-Based Diet Long-Term. And I'm going to be using what I coined called a simple approach. And I use this as an acronym to kind of go against the idea that a vegan diet has to be hard or difficult or impossible or all those words that from the onset kind of goes along with being a vegan. I know when I first um, became a vegan, even before that, and I heard the term, it just kind of associated with me something that was just like hard and just very difficult to like maintain long term. Like I could see doing something like that maybe as a two week challenge or a month challenge. But the idea of having a plant based diet long term before I actually did it and put things in place that made it easier to be more successful, I just thought it was not possible. And so going back to the simple approach, the acronym is S-I-M-P-L-E. And so we're going to delve into this in this podcast, some of the tips and tools that you can use to ensure that you're able to maintain a plant-based diet long-term. And I personally used all of these, and I would say that these are probably the top six reasons why I was able to maintain um, this plant-based diet. So we're going to start off with the letter S in simple, and that stands for snacks. I can't tell you much more than that. Snack, snack, snack. I would say that having snacks on you is the secret weapon to staying on track, believe it or not. Um, having available snacks on, ha- on hand is step number one. And the reason why I say this is because hunger is not your friend when you're transitioning to a vegan diet. Um, what happens is once you start Once you get really hungry, at least for me, when I got really hungry and I didn't have anything on hand, all of a sudden, you know, food became like this, um, you know, all of a sudden things just were different and you would just would eat anything that was in your sight. And so I found that I was more likely to compromise Um, what I was trying to do when I was hungry and I didn't think ahead and have snacks prepared. So one of the things I would say is always keep snacks in your car, your purse, your gym bag, 
um, whatever. I kept um, a little snack pack in the back of my car and I would put nuts, granola bars, dried fruit, snakes, seeds, um, to just be creative. Whatever um, you like that's tasty and that could kind of tide you over um, until you're able to get to a place where you can eat or you get home after work or what have you. This kind of helps you to live the vegan life on the go. Because let's face it, sometimes we forget our lunch, sometimes we're out and about and we don't have access um, to vegan options right on the spot. And when hunger calls, it calls. And so by having snacks on hand, it just makes this whole thing doable because once you're clear-minded and you have your snack, you're like, yes, I can go on. And you can start making choices that are in line with what you're trying to do. And so that is definitely, I would say, the root, the foundation to making it in a practically just to make it sustainable. The second letter in simple is I. And that stands for investigate. Do your research. Um, how many times I have gone to an event, a dinner party, a restaurant with friends, and there was absolutely nothing on the menu. And I just sat there hungry, irritable. And again, that hunger monster, you're, you're more likely to compromise. And so one of the things I say is investigate. Um, call the restaurants ahead, go online, check the menu, um, see what's available. And what I found is that even non-vegan places, sometimes when you check the menu and you're able to kind of navigate and say, okay, well, I can have this hummus appetizer and I'll just mix it with this. And so once you get to the restaurant, you're absolutely prepared. You're not like stomped and hungry and irritable and trying to figure out what you're going to eat. You kind of already looked in advance. Um, and the other thing is that you ended up... Um, over time, you begin to just kind of know what restaurants have what and what, you know, what what restaurants are more vegan friendly. So in a sense, doing your research ahead of time, you're kind of building up a little portfolio in your brain so that the next time you, you know, you're out to eat and you're like, okay, I know that restaurant has that, that restaurant has this. And so I always say, do your research. Sometimes I've even gone as far as if I you know, no, I'm going to like a dinner party at an event. I would even call the restaurant and say, Hey, I know you don't have any vegan options on the menu. Is it possible that the chef could accommodate me and make something vegan? And a lot of times they'll be like, yeah, when you're coming in, sure, we can do it. And so you've already done a lot of the legwork before you get into the place so that you're not like looking like some kind of food Nazi, you know, saying, hey, can you make me this and take out this and no dairy? And you kind of do that behind the scenes. And so that it just makes your night far more enjoyable without having to get obsessed with figuring out what you're going to eat. The other thing is, I find, is sometimes when you're going to family events, um, you know, 
um, birthday parties or, you know, family reunions, a lot of times what I would do is just call ahead and say, hey guys, you know, are you guys having a lot of veggie menu things on the menu or anything that would be vegan friendly? And a lot of times they just never thought about it. And they'll be like, you know what? No, but you know what? I'm going to make this and I'm going to make that. Or they'll say, hey, what can you bring? And so, you know, you're able to kind of navigate it beforehand instead of just getting there and being saying, well, it's the same old menu. I know it's going to be there. I'm not going to have anything to eat. Um, you can do that. Um, and the other thing that prepares you, once you do your investigation ahead, if all else fails and, okay, there's absolutely going to be nothing for you to eat, you know, it lets you prepare. You can eat before you go. Um, a lot of times that's like a secret weapon that a lot of people don't realize is that you can eat before you go to an event and so that way when you're just having like a salad um you know and a drink or something you're still satisfied and you're not feeling like you're deprived and what I find is and this is like totally off on a tangent but I've found sometimes when I've eaten before I've gone and I've just had something light when I got there like a salad I was able to kind of like enjoy my company without food being my centerpiece. So that was my side issue, learning to like enjoy people and friends and socializing without food. And I know food is a big part of the way we socialize with each other. And I'm not trying to take that away, but I'm just saying sometimes it allows you to kind of get a glimpse of what it's like to not have food at the centerpiece of a lot of your, you know, conversations and stuff like that so like I said investigate do your research you know sometimes I found when I was you know people were choosing places to go for lunch at work you know sometimes you as a vegan you might sit back and just let people choose and say oh well I'll just try to figure it out you know say your options a lot of times because I did my research I knew what restaurants were out there that had a lot of vegan options and a lot of other varieties so I was able to say hey let's go here and I knew it accommodated everybody but that's because I did my research and I knew what my city had to offer what was local you know what were the restaurants in my area you know where I can get this and where I can get that so the second letter like I said is investigate Moving along on M, because we're on we're spelling simple, we had S for snacks, I for investigate, and now we're on M, meal planning. This is the, again, like I said with the snacks, but even more so than the snacks, because this is your everyday living out of a plant-based diet, is meal planning. You cannot shoot from the hip when it comes to what you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I can't say that any simpler than that. Because what happens is when you do that, you'll find that you get frustrated, you burn out very easily, and you're more likely to just give up. On the weeks that I just didn't meal plan and I was just shooting from the hip, I probably was the most stressed out, the most ready to quit. And so what I found out was when I um, meal prepared, setting some time aside to do my grocery shopping, do a grocery list, figure out what I was going to make, it took the stress and it took the anxiety out of what am I going to eat. And what I find is there's ways to, and I'm going to do another um, podcast on the intricacies of um, meal planning, but for this purpose... 
when you are meal planning, you want to do it in a way that is simple and overlap. So you want to, you know, to, to make ingredients in your shopping list that could cross over in breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, so for example, if I had quinoa, I knew that I could, I was going to have quinoa this week. So I knew I could make a porridge out of it. I knew I could make a wrap out of it for lunch. And then I could probably throw it on my salad for dinner. So you kind of want to make sure that you're your, your grocery list is very condensed, very simple and to the point. So you're not like buying a hundred ingredients because then what happens is when you get into that, you end up plant, you end up trading one anxiety for the another. You want to keep things just simple all the way through. Um, the other thing I did with meal plannings is I tried to pick a day in the week. For me, it was Sundays and I would cook, um, like a, a like a few meals for the week. And so that way I knew I had like a crock pot, you know, pot of lentil soup. I knew I had two other dishes so that I was able to have a base and I wasn't like coming in and cooking from scratch every day. Um, so the other thing is like having meals prepared or even just having certain types of meals prepared, like chopping up your veggies in advance, cooking like a whole pot of lentils and just putting it in the fridge and then you can make tacos from it one day and throw it in a soup another day. Um, and so that the prep is already done beforehand. And so by the time you come home from work or you're packing your lunch in the morning, it's an easy um, situation. So I can't tell you more than that, that meal planning is the, is so essential. It's going to be the engine of staying on track. You have to meal plan. You have to know what you're going to eat. You have to have what you're going to eat and you've got to, it has to be accessible and, and easy. So that I will get into a little bit more. Um, I'm going to be having a handbook coming out on meal planning, and I'm also going to do another podcast. But, but just the point is definitely meal planning. As we're moving along in the word simple, we already did S for snack, I for investigate, M for meal planning. Now we're on to P, and P is purpose. This keeps you on track. This is more of what's going on in the mind. This is not so much as what we discussed before, things that you're actually tangibly putting in place, but it's what's going on in your mind that's going to keep you on track and motivated. You have to know why are you doing this? What is this all about? And you have to be honest and you have to know where you're at because you're going to come back to that in tough times and you're going to have to be able to justify it um, to yourself. And so what I found is that when I was constantly re- um, reviewing and revising my purpose, it was easier for me to be connected to it. And so when I was going through tough times or I felt tempted or just, you know, whatever, I was able to say, you know what, this is why I'm doing it you know, and so that I could always bring things back into perspective. Because like I said, sometimes things happen. You don't have your snacks. The hunger monster, you're under attack, for example. And I'm just, you know, being funny here. And so all of a sudden, that hamburger doesn't look like a hamburger anymore. It's just like, all of a sudden, it's like, well, it doesn't matter. And you start rationalizing, is it really necessary? And all this other stuff. But when you're anchored in your purpose, you know, you could start seeing the big picture. And then even though you're in those compromising positions, the purpose kicks in. 
So that's why I'd say it's very important to do that. Um, and I say not only just to have it theoretically in your mind, but to write it down. I think a lot of times when we write things down, it becomes more tangible. It's easier to look back to. Um, and it's easier to even to just revise because the other thing I realized too, is that our values change over time and what might be my purpose today, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months from now, it may not be the same purpose. And I may be hanging on to something that I haven't really vetted anymore in a while. And I realized, you know what, I'm not really attached to that as much as I was. And I've kind of evolved to this. And so constantly revisiting your purpose and why you're doing this and being open to revise it as you grow, you know, that's very important to keep you connected to your purpose. I know when I first started my vegan journey, I started off literally as a fast. And so my first purpose was just to do a fast, to complete it in 30 days, to be able to accomplish it, to get more connected to God, to kind of um, also, f- you know, filter out some things that was going on with me health-wise. And so had I stuck on to that purpose that it was just about the fast and accomplishing it, I couldn't move beyond the 30 days. So I had to revise that purpose. And, and so I moved on to some health reasons, And even then I grew and there was some other spiritual reasons and some other issues onto why it was my purpose. And I had to keep revising it as I grew as a person or as things changed. And I had to be honest to know what was going on with me so that I could connect with that purpose. So that's my point. My point is know your purpose, write it down, revisit it, and revise it if you have to. And that also keeps you on track because it's your motivation. It's the why behind the what. And so that's very important in this journey as well. So moving right along, we're, we're, we're spelling the word simple if you just turn, tuned in. And we did S for snack, I for investigate, M for meal plan, P for purpose, and we're moving on to L. And L is let go and let God. I'm going to tell you right now, this vegan journey and trying to live a plant-based diet, it is not about being perfect. It's really not. And so once you're able to let go of that rigidity of that, I have to stay on track. I have to be perfect. Um, if I slip and I didn't realize there was dairy in that product, oh no, it's over. All of that kind of dialogue and self-talk, you have to let it go. You almost have to let it go in order to be able to succeed in this path. And the reason why I say it is because that kind of condemnation and um, obsession of being rigid and, and not acknowledging that you're kind of growing each day, that this is a journey, it's not really a, a destination, you don't just get there. You know, I started my plant-based journey and I, I think I became better over time. There was times where I bought products and I ate it. I didn't know that it had dairy in until after I did research later on or I read something and I just kept on moving. Or there was days that, you know, in the beginning, oh no, you ate this, you slipped there, but you just pick up and you keep on moving because you realize 
If you're trying to say, you know what, I want to transition to a vegan lifestyle, I want to transition to a diet because A, because of my purpose and why I want to do it, you realize that you're a work in progress. You're not somebody that just, you know, you've been eating meat your entire life or you've been eating a certain way your entire life. And a lot of times moving away from that, it doesn't happen overnight. And so for some people, they do it gradually. For me, I jumped into it all in. And so I had to let go of being perfect and being rigid with the whole thing. And the reason why I say let go, let God is because a lot of times what I found is once I let go of trying to control every, you know, thing with with without room for for mistakes I wasn't allowing God to show me some things that could be revealed to you just by what we eat because a lot of times let's face it our food is very dear to us I wouldn't say it's like money but it's something that we we eat when we're happy, we eat when we're sad. And for me, I would say I was an emotional eater. So I was one of those people that if I had a great day, I would eat. If I had a bad day, I would eat even more. And so when I let go of the obsession of controlling and being perfect, you see, God was able to show me some things that was connected to food with me. That's my point, is that when you let go, let God, A, you embrace the journey, you're more likely to succeed because you're you're encouraging yourself rather than putting yourself down for making a mistake. And then also, because you're on this journey of health and, 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 and wholeness and, and better living, for whatever reason you're doing it, you're allowing God to to be able to to show you things about yourself on this journey. For some people, it has nothing to even do with food. For some people, you know, they open up themselves to other things. But my point is, any journey you take in life, anything that you do, you can't go into it in a in a perfected way. Like I can't make a mistake, and I'm condemning if I do. And so the let go piece is listen. It's, it's not a destination, it's a journey. And when you allow God to work during this journey, you're going to discover a lot of things about yourself, what you think about food. And, and, and sometimes there's that void that food fills. And when you're very disciplined over time, you start learning different ways to fill that void. And so definitely I would say let go of being perfect. It's not about being perfect and let God in the sense of be open to learn some things about yourself as you go through this vegan journey. And so we're on the last letter of the word simple. We did S was snacks, I was investigate, M was meal planning, um, L, am I mixing up the words here? L was let go. And so now we're on the last letter of simple, which is E. And this is education. Educate, educate, educate yourself. Educate yourself on the food that you're eating and why you're eating it. Um, you know, what I found that when I was um, in touch with just, you know, documentaries and books and different authors that wrote about, you know, doing things in the vegan community and things like that, 
it really gave you motivation to stay on track. And because I believe knowledge is power. The more you know, the more fuel you have to continue on. And so I would say definitely stay connected. You know, the fact that you're even listening to this podcast, that's the tool. That's an education. I found that I started to look um, at other vegans that were doing the same thing or other people that had done a plant-based diet. And I started just to educate myself and to immerse myself in that world. And it really gave me fuel to keep on going. Um, You know, it gave me inspiration. And I guess it's kind of a little bit different. Your purpose gives you the why um, behind there. But I think education gives you inspiration. So now you can take the why to do the what with that inspiration. It, it gives you that fuel and to, to stay on track. So I would say read books. I read, there was a couple of books I read, different articles, the China study, um, various authors that I, I just got into and they really inspired me, um, to start to eat better, to really feel like the plant-based journey was doable because these were people that were, you know, doing it for 10, 15, 20 years. And you're like, wow. And so the more you read, the more you educated yourself or even just some of the benefits. Sometimes I would just look up articles on the benefits of a plant-based diet and so forth. So my main point is educate yourself. Educate yourself on plant-based living, plant-based diet, and just watch what happens. You'll be amazed of your growth and 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 just your inspiration that you'll take and imply it to your own life. So that's it. The simple approach, how to stay on track in a non-vegan world, how to maintain a plant-based diet. It can be simple. If you just put things in place, a vegan diet or a plant-based diet does not have to be impossible or hard or difficult. It could actually be very simple, very rewarding. Um, and if you put these things in place, you'll be able to reap the benefits of the simple approach. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I will put um, some of the details that I discussed in the information box underneath the the podcast if you wanted that as well. And like I said, I'm going to be doing more podcasts in the future that will go into more specific details on meal planning and other things like that. But I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe to the channel if you want to hear more um, podcasts on food and faith. And I look forward to the next one. So have a very blessed day. Thank you for tuning in to the Faithful Vegan Podcast. Remember, a healthy body plus a healthy soul equals whole. Be sure to check out our blog at www.searcyblue.com and contact us on Facebook at Searcy Blue, the Faithful Vegan, as well as on Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram at Searcy Blue.